Hello, Trash Crusaders. Welcome to Save Trash Cinema, the podcast where exploitation and exploration come together. It is I, your humble host, your guide through trash cinema, and your favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And today we're putting aside our self deprecation for a change and celebrating the one year anniversary of STC with some of our, with some of our favorite moments from last year talking about what our favorite films covered were, breaking Patrick's spirits once again, and finishing it off with a super big announcement that you don't want to miss. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to arguably the most abused man on the internet. And no, we're not talking about the responses to your dad's Pornhub comments. My friend and co-host, Patrick Schweigert. Oh, it hurts, Cayman. You abuse me so much. Cayman, I want to make things right. I want to make yes. things right. Please. I think we should take a shot. You know what? I think, I think. look, in celebration of this, I think taking a shot is the only logical thing to do. It's the only logical thing to do, and it's the only thing that'll make me feel better for how mean you are to me on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers, buddy. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bon appetit. Oh, God. Whoa, boy. What did you shoot? Oh, I just did a huge shot of whiskey. <laughs> I went the tequila route, a little Patron. I love to hear it. And hey, look, if you're in the audience and you want to join us with a celebratory shot, pull over your car. Yep. Do it then. And if you're a child listening, you're not legally able to take a shot. So smoke some fucking cigarettes. Yeah. Pull over the car, uh, the handle of tequila out of your glove box. Take a swig. Do you? I like to think that it's necessary. Every car needs to have a handle of some sort of alcohol that is yeah. stashed away for this, the perfect moment when you're driving down the also, interstate. Yeah, and it's also helpful for bribing cops that pull you over. It's like, hey, man, chill out. You want a shot? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know what? Yes. And then they you, kill me. You know what you don't do, though, is keep a bottle of McCormick's or something cheap. It has to be good. The bottle yep. has to cost at least $45 or more. Because if you're going to bribe a cop, a cop could just be like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to drink this goddamn Kentucky's bourbon, Kentucky's best bourbon, this fucking $10 bottle of whiskey, you piece of shit. Don't you know what? You know what cops love to drink, Cayman? Mm. The People's Tequila, Terramana. Oh, I was going to say Innocent Blood, but yeah, that's fine too. Also Innocent Blood, but no, they love the Rocks Tequila. Fantastic. Well, before we jump into the the celebration itself, uh, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget you can be on the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by emailing us at savetrashcinema at gmail.com or you can DM us out on all socials at Save Trash Cinema. Uh, make sure to check out last week's episode when we ring in the new year with a little bit of murder when we cover the 1980s holiday horror film, New Year's Evil. We will be continuing to release minisodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Oh, man, Patrick, with out of the way, <sighs> are you ready to do a little overview of year one? Okay, man, I'm already feeling this shot, and it's been a minute and a half. Goddamn, my stomach is all sorts of turned. Yeah, now let's uh-huh. uh, let's do this shit. Let's do it. In year one of SCC, Patrick, we released 47 episodes. Can you believe that? <laughs> so when we started this whole thing off, the initial idea was like the bandwidth that we have didn't permit us the ability to release an episode weekly. So we opted to go bi-weekly because we were like, oh, well, that's just going to be a lot easier to do that. But then after probably a couple, it was probably a couple months, like yeah. three months, probably. We realized that like people wanted more which is shocking to us because these shows are absolutely ridiculous and disgusting. Correct. And so we decided to move to a a different format where we started to mix in some different types of episodes. So out of the 47 episodes we did release, we released 30 full-fledged episodes of movie reviews, six minisodes, four interviews, three crossover episodes of Spotlight Games, two trash talk episodes, and two trasher pass episodes. 
All in all, we accounted for a whopping 39 films covered this year alone. Somehow, 39 seems low to me. It, it does. Well, I mean, once you start to throw in the interviews and the trash talk episodes sure, and all sure. that stuff, you know. But maybe look, on all of those episodes, we did talk about a lot of films. And sure. if you haven't checked out, you know, the trash talk episodes or the trasher pass episodes, like highly recommend going back and doing those. Um, the thing is, is with this show and with the feedback that we got uh, from every all of our listeners and for for that being said, we had an honestly a stellar year one here at so. SDC. We're, we're pushed 6000 downloads total, which is wild to me. I would have assumed we would not even get near that um, for year one or yeah. why anyone honestly would ever listen to this fucking show, because it is. Let's be honest, this for us, at least for me and Patrick, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Spotlight Games, which is our the show we started with. Yeah, is is I don't want to say it's more buttoned up, but we're, we're we seem much more professional on this show. This is and almost it, like our dumping ground. Which I is, mean, there are a couple more buttons on our shirts for Spotlight Games. This is sometimes we're not wearing a shirt. Sometimes we're, <laughs> just, we're wearing each other's skin like that. This the rules often don't apply with this show, um, but. Like we, I don't know that there will ever be a time that we start an episode of Spotlight Games with a shot. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly pretty fair. But this is, I think, that's what I love about STC. I yeah, mean, yeah. look, I, I am a, a huge proponent of, I mean, the whole reason we're doing Save Trash Cinema is because we're doing Save, like we are here to save me, me personally. I am Correct. here to save Trash Cinema, not you, Patrick, me. I am here. You're just, you're the one that rides along to tell me that these movies indeed need to be put in a garbage can. Um, which probably is fair more often than not, but you know, I think I think it's it is cathartic. This this podcast is cathartic for for me. It it allows the ability like I get to like flex creative muscles. Yeah, that I don't always have the option to do. I mean, we work full time jobs as well, and like both with Spotlight and STC. I mean, you handled the reins on Spotlight, right? And then I'm the one that handles the bullshit with the show and <laughs> and force you through all this nonsense and yeah you know but it's nice to be able to like flex some muscles every once in a while yeah. and like feel good about like hey we were able to just trauma dump through <laughs> samurai comp the entirety of this movie we were just able to express all of the pain frustration and there's so like i feel like there's so many episodes that we've done this year where like you can tell that we're just like our day-to-day -day life has just pushed us too far yep. and we just take out all of our frustration and anger yep. just through this show. And it's, it really, it's like therapy to me. I mean, at least for me, I, I feel like you very often fall on the side of like these, all of these movies are masterpieces. And for me, sometimes it, it is a cathartic experience to come and get to yell at you about this bullshit you've made me watch. Uh, because everything else around me is crumbling and this just added on top of the pile of fire. Well, see, I, and I, I like the way that you explain that because it is, it's for you in particular, I get to be able to give you an avenue to like take all of the frustration and anger you had throughout <laughs> your week. And instead of taking it out on everyone else, you just take it out on a movie. Yeah. And like I, for a while now I've, I've considered, you know, a lot of people say everyone should, go to therapy even if you've not had a, like a specific reason to and i've i've considered for a while now you know what maybe i should talk to somebody just to work through the things in my life uh and but now i have this show and and it, you're definitely in network because this doesn't cost me a dime other than when i gotta yeah. rent the movies and that's the look this is the cheapest form of therapy but with that being said patrick um you know i think the big thing here is that we've kind of established over the last year that trash cinema is not something that you have been really a part of. Sure. Where like for me, like, man, I can think back to like my high school years, like renting. Do you remember when blockbuster decided to like, when they were on like the throes of death? Oh yeah. And they decided to try to match um, the way Netflix had, was doing their service model where they were shipping movies. So blockbuster was like, look, we will ship you movies. Then you can return them in store for a credit to rent more movies. Yeah. So I used to do that a lot. And, and the truth is, is like, like I've always suffered with depression through my entire life. And sure. Um, movies have always been an outlet for me 
to be able to like kind of just escape the you know whatever issue i was going on in my life at that point and mm -hmm. i don't know for something i it's probably the worst way to possibly do it was like <laughs> me being like let's i'm i'm servicing my depression by escapism through trash cinema yeah, so I, yeah, I remember yeah. like renting just the worst fucking movies possible through blockbuster back through high school so this has not been like this is not some new revelation to me however it is a new revelation to you hopefully yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. curious to know throughout the first year of co-hosting the show with me and as someone who notoriously hates trash cinema, how has your opinion evolved since we began? So, uh, yeah, like, so when I, I mean, like when we were in high school together, because, you know, if, if, if our, any of our listeners randomly joined in the middle of the year and don't know our past, we went to high school together. That's how we met. Yeah. And back then like we would watch movies like meet the feebles at your house which i hope we'll cover this year we will this year um, and like occasionally like my sister would have me watch like skinned deep which is a movie you Love got for it. me this past year so like i had come across trash cinema before but for me at the time it, it was it was just shitty movies like that that's what i attributed trash cinema to and even when you approached me with the idea for this podcast which we'll talk about shortly um i i interpreted it as oh this is just going to be every week we're just going to watch a garbage film and we'll riff on it and we'll have fun and, and we'll talk about how it's fucking bad and i think that's what's changed the most for me is that like what we'll, what we'll talk about here in a minute like some of these movies that we've watched this year i genuinely think are really really well-made movies and we talk about this most weeks it doesn't happen often like I, I still think most of the movies we've watched are actively bad sure but there have been some where i walk away really surprised at how fucking good the movie was um so i think that's been the biggest kind of change in my perspective of trash cinema is that even though it has trash in the title Trash is more so the circumstance around the film being made and it being released, its budget, things like that. Not necessarily the quality of the film. And it took me a long time this year to kind of accept that. And even now, like when I'm telling people about the show that I haven't heard of it yet, or like if I meet new people and I talk about, I start talking about the podcast, sometimes it's hard to, to describe to them that there is a difference between bad movies and trash cinema. It's like the square and rectangle thing. Like there are, some of these movies will be bad, but it, we, they're not exclusively bad. That's not what makes them trash. So, but all that being said, I definitely, I have grown um, much more fond of this genre than I was a year ago. Um, and there are like the movie that we're doing next, which I'm not going to spoil. Like I am so pumped to watch this movie. And so like there are the beginning of this, there were uh, several weeks where I was like, Ah, oh, I can't believe I'm about to watch this movie. And now that doesn't happen as often. Now it's it's usually like I'm excited, uh, and sometimes I end up walking away very disappointed. But oh no, but yeah, sure. long-winded answer. Yeah, well, I I I don't think you're wrong. Like, you know, and it's something that I've pointed out, and and you know, we've had films. Like I think the most recent one I think we point out is probably something along the lines of like New Year's Evil or, or something yeah. like Deadly Night, where it's like these movies are competently made and they're not bad movies. It's just like for instance, Silent Night, Deadly Night, released with an X rating. And yeah. you know, we had lunch the other day, we were talking about this and was like, How the fuck did a movie like this get an X rating? But it was a product of its time, right? And I do feel like if you are looking back, like if you, you watch something like Godfather, right? Like Godfather doesn't tell you what the time in it was made. Like, like it doesn't tell you anything about the year it came out. Sure. But a lot of trash cinema does like, it's like a time capsule of things that were prevalent in the, that time frame. And you were, you get a lot of like, this is what it was like. And, you know, you have like situations like hammer bros, which were with like this, uh, this production company who would release movies based on whatever the poster was before the movie was even made. They would sure. make the, the movie poster, then base it on the movie poster. And it is wild to me. Like we will never have this again. And yeah. like, I really think like this genre like pushes like this weird filmmaking. Yeah. And like, thing. I don't know. Dawn versus demonic toys, I think is the perfect example because it's a movie that 
what 60% of the movie is just a replay of the other movies yes. so much so that one of the movies that it replays isn't even in the title. Yes. And it's like, it's just, it's it's like you, that will never happen again. I don't think like on, on a, like a major, I mean, I think that was a major movie, but like, it's just not, it was very much a product of its time. And that is to go back to your question. Like that is also something that I, I find really fascinating about the movies that we watch is a lot of the time they are like, time capsules of the 80s or the 90s of like low budget filmmaking and like what yeah. it was like and that, that it's it's cool from like a historical standpoint seeing and like when we have people like Kier and Alex on like hearing from the actual like filmmaker side of it like that th that kind of shit about this uh this genre of filmmaking is, is really cool yeah and it's it, one of the things one of the the my favorite interviews we did and don't get me wrong like Kier and Alex they're huge supporters of the show. I love them dearly and could not thank them enough for everything they've done for us. Um, but like one of my favorite interviews we did was with Jason Mathern, the director of the Cockface Killer trilogy. Yep. And uh, like talking to him about like the most baseline independent film making where he's like, I was hitting up friends and no one got paid for this shit. He was like, and, and in those films, if you ever watch them, there's, there's hardcore pornography on screen in all three films. There's just no question. And we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, I was like, I'm hitting up people on Craigslist who are like exhibitionists and being like, Hey, you know, do you want to fuck on screen and be part of a movie? And they're like, yeah, like that turns me on. It's like a weird kink, like cool. Sure. So like he gets like, so it's like like that level. And then, you know, obviously sexploitation films have existed from the sixties onwards. We still, I mean, it's kind of evolved more into, you know, more of a, if you see legitimate non-simulated sex on screen, it is nine times out of 10 is either a, uh, in like a, like indie, indie film. Um, something like nine songs comes to mind for me or short bus. Um, or you have films like Cockface killer, or you could just get straight pornography or avatar, the way of water. I, which I yeah. believe there is a lot of actual fucking on that in that, that is very true that is very true well patrick i i, I love that and i'm just i'm so giddy that we're here we're one year in honestly the fact that the show has lasted a year just blows my mind but yeah like, i'm just thankful that that you've been along the the ride with me throughout this hey, whole thing hey thanks for having me but question question for you Cayman. sure we've talked a lot about my perspective on trash cinema and this is something, I, I mean, let's pull the curtain back. I know the answer to this question, but I don't, this is not something that I don't think we've ever talked about on, on the podcast before. Sure. And that's how we came up with this podcast idea and like uh, the beginnings of Save Trash Cinema and why it's even here. So what do you think about kind of opening up that can of worms and telling our listeners why the fuck this show even exists? <laughs> so it's showing how the sausage is made so yeah. to speak so when patrick and i were coming up with the idea of spotlight games this was something it had been top of mind for me and i'd always wanted to do a podcast uh and i had even dabbled in like years previous on making a podcast that was horror centric like horror news and things like that but like i had this wild idea where i was like what if we make a podcast where I force my friends to watch extreme horror films. And so this is something that will come up later. We, I actually have an episode planned where we talk about what an extreme horror film is, but to just kind of give you a brief synopsis to start off with. Yeah. Um, extreme horror is something that you don't see in mainstream. It's not rarely, if ever, and that is a high rare, um, that it would ever show up in your movie theater. These are movies you have to actively seek out on your own. They're released independently. More often than not, you only you can only get them through physical media. And so my idea was I was going to bring all my friends together and I was going to make them watch movies like a Serbian film, 120 Days of, of uh, or Solo, 120 Days of Sodom, make them watch things like Cockface Killer, extreme horror films films that you will never see played and and for those of you who know anything about uh a serbian film you can probably guess exactly kind of how that was so it was essentially me taking in my unsuspecting friends 
forcing them to watch a movie and then recording an episode where they tried to review that movie back to me. And that uh, the, the podcast was going to be called Torture Your Friends. <laughs> uh, and and it, honestly, it's a, it's a wonderful idea. And it's something that like maybe could pop up in STC down the line. And there's been conversations about potentially having like minisodes or or non-canon episodes for like our main feed where we do actually still have that podcast idea going through obviously i would never push patrick into that world i torture I mean, him enough daily well I, I and i think it's for the sake of the story i think it's fair to say the i think the one of the main reasons that torture your friends didn't happen is me like i i was like cayman i cannot do this like i i can't be a like weekly on a show where i have to watch people getting fucking circumcised on screen or shit like that and 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 i think because of that i I don't want to speak for you but i think that is kind of like (laughs) the the point in which yeah the idea for scc came about yeah so we like that was like my initial idea going in and then that kind of evolved because like we kind of have just addressed that patrick was not a little baby boy he's a little baby boy he's not a fan of of trash cinema he's not a fan of extreme horror obviously well he's not even really a horror fan yeah yeah and yeah. so with that being said i was like okay well, was like i i don't want to not do this without you like i want you to be a part of this with me and so why don't we shift focus and i was kind of doing this little side project where i was running an instagram account that ended up being the stc instagram account where it was like where we highlight just weird obscure films that no one really has ever seen or, or paid much attention to these would be movies that would you you distinctly remember the the vhs box art because it stands out to you but you never watched it for one reason or another yeah. and that's kind of why we opted to go through this route and do stc and all the, I, I mean look i'm gonna be completely frank here fantastic idea if it wasn't for patrick telling me you're a dumb piece of shit. Don't do this. This I cannot physically handle you making me watch fucking Life and Death of a Porno Gang or yeah. Atroz or Cannibal Holocaust. Like, I cannot do that. I was like, okay, fine. Then we'll do something else. And, and it's worked out for our benefit. And, I think so, too. Uh, I still, like, in the back of my head, I still really want to do those. And like I said, there, there's a chance that maybe some down, sometime down the line, you know, we might start to we might have some minisodes thrown in where I bring in some random unsuspecting victim and force them <laughs> to watch something really bad like 29 Needles or uh, Where the Dead Go to Die. And like just all of have these them. titles give me the shivers like I, they scare me just to even consider what happens in these movies. Well, you know, th- that is where it is. And to that point, though. We still make Patrick suffer. And yes, needless to say, Patrick suffers every single week putting up with the movies we watch and the torture of having me as his co-host. And while this comes from a place of love, honestly, I don't think we'd be the same show if we didn't force him to still sweat behind the knees every once in a while. So why don't we take a moment to honor his bravery, <laughs> his tenacity, and his legacy with just a sampling of some of the horrid bullshit I've made him say during year one of STC. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to the man who revolutionized the term Panamanian Petting Zoo, my (laughs) friend and co-host Patrick Schweiger. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? Yep. I just urban dictionaried what a Panamanian Petting Zoo is, and I am befumbled, Cayman. Well, I'm reading this live on air. A Panamanian petting zoo is when one forces one's partner to pick the nuts and corn out of a bowel movement. The partner then presents the nuts and corn to in a cup or a dish. Then one tosses the nuts and corn onto the bed where the partner eats them like a goat yeah, or other harvest. typical petting zoo animal. Uh, uh, yes, you said that. And the question still remains, am I wrong? But before we get into that, let me introduce you to the person I call friend, a person mm. who is both loving, caring, mm. who shoulders oh. my burdens, who makes me a better person, and most yeah. importantly, taught me what a Kentucky Klondike bar is, Patrick Schweigert. 
Kentucky Klondike Bar, the act of freezing a bowel movement and sexually penetrating another with the frozen bowel movement. You might not know this. Also known as, well, if it's in a, a group setting, Space Dock Fondue Party. Ooh, well, look at that. I don't look at that. know this. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to the only person I know who has successfully completed a night of Charizarding with multiple partners, my wonderful co-host, Patrick Schweigert. Patrick, how are you? You know, I'm good. I Is there a euphemism here that I don't know? Can someone teach me what Charizarding with multiple partners is? You know, I don't... Or is, this a, or is this a Cayman makeup situation? Oh, no, this exists. All right, Charizarding. Charizarding is when you light a girl... Oh, my God. Is when you light a girl's pubes on fire, put it out with your jizz, then flap your arms and say, you don't have enough badges to train me. Used in a sentence, Charizarding with Ginny was a night I'll never forget. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to the man whose New Year's resolution is to set the Guinness Book of World Records for the most Alberta Chili Bowls performed over the course of one weekend. My friend, Patrick Schweiger. All right, here we go. Let me let me Google it. Oh, Alberta no. Chili Bowl, Urban Dictionary. In the middle of anal sex with a female, pull out and proceed to vomit in the gaping, Urban Dictionary says, the gaping <laughs> asshole. Once done vomiting, continue the anal sex until climax. The sludgy mess that escapes her rear afterwards provides your chili bowl with its contents. Cayman! Oh my god! It's 2023, baby! Let's do this shit! New year, put the dumpster boy in prison. Uh... I, are we creating a bit where every time I have to go to Urban Dictionary at the very beginning of the episode? Great. Uh, oh. Amazing. I, oh, so, my God. <laughs> I forgot about most of those, but I especially forgot about the Charizard one. And it was <laughs> I. It was funny listening to me read ahead and react. Like, oh, fuck. This, oh, no. This is what this is. Uh, Cayman, I hate you. Yeah, that's fair for you to hate me. It, like I said, we make Patrick suffer week in and week out. And, and that's not um, all of them either. No, that's not. Yeah, that's just a brief sampling. There's multiple other scenarios and Son situations and films we covered in which I've made Patrick uh, read off some shit that uh, he probably didn't want to. I never did. We are here and that's what we love him. And that's why we love him. Uh, but I think enough of the the nonsense where we force you to say horrible things. I think <laughs> the audience understands that you have suffered week in and week out. I hope uh, that's not the end. We got no. God knows when this show will finally get canceled. But with that being said, I think it's a perfect time for us to jump into our top three films for each of us that we've covered on year one in STC. And now, our feature presentation. If you're uninitiated with STC or haven't caught up on our past lurid episodes like you just heard, um, then now is the time to get a little fun ranking of what we think are some of the best movies we covered this year. So we'll start with you, Patrick, and we'll start off with your number three film of yeah. the year. What was that for you? So this is, uh, I think, of of my three choices, this is the most questionable of Stage Trash because it's it's pretty mainstream, right? But I think it was a really fun episode, and that's why I wanted to give it a shout out. And it's Final Destination, and I think one of the reasons this, which I, I part of the reason that I chose this is like I, it, one of of like the series that we've done, things like the Full Moon Cinematic Universe, this. I'm I'm I still so look forward to Final Destination 2, but it was also I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the first time we ever had four people on a show. It was, yeah, and it was, and like it's something that I I think we should do more of this year because as this episode is evidence, four people just brings even more chaos uh, to an already chaotic show, and uh, it was just it was really fun to talk about this, and also like from the, um kind of historical viewpoint too of like the impact that final destination had oh, sure. on cinema which is kind of part of the reason why i also wanted to talk about it today even though it's not you know new year's evil um so yeah that's so let's hear a little bit uh, a little bit from that episode Cameron. let's do it uh 
how many people in this room have ever had a clothesline in their shower? Like Not one me. that pulls out through the wall. Like I've seen that in hotels and stuff, but I've never okay. seen that in a home. So actually there's a really good reason for that. Post 9-11, we all took our clothes <laughs> down. We were uh, like, guys, never forget to take your clotheslines down. Uh, that I was not expecting that to be a 9-11 joke. There, this episode, uh, I distinctly remember someone from the audience actually reached out to me <clears throat> after the episode went live and was like, I did not expect when I opened up for SDC this, this week that... Uh, you guys would make so many 9-11 jokes. Yeah. Look, there's nothing funny about 9-11. But if you don't have a sense of humor and you can't at least try to make light of a tragic situation, they're like, what yeah. are you doing? You know? And, you know, I think that, one, I think that that episode was a really great episode. I think you brought us some valiant points. Yeah. Four people on episode was super fun. It's definitely something yeah. we plan on doing this year. Um, I just, that episode just has so much fun. And, has and so much- also, that episode is is one of the many episodes came in in which we did, we uncovered some in- investigative journalism. It's true. When we found out that Shrek was the reason 9-11 happened. That is also true. Yeah. That so is also I think true. that that's something that we actually haven't really addressed on this episode is how often we uncover hard truths yes. on this podcast. And that was, that was one of the biggest ones of the year. Yeah. It's, it's all about edutainment here yep. at STC. Now, for me, my number three film of the year is actually a film we covered, one of our first films we covered. And that film is My Bloody Valentine. No, not the Jensen Ackles remake from the 2000s. And we're talking about the original film from 1980. I absolutely love My Bloody Valentine. I think it was a wonderful movie. And I think it honestly might be the first film that Patrick like actually really enjoyed watching. I think it might have been. Now, why don't we just give the audience a little taste of what that episode sounds like? This scene in particular is easily the sexiest scene in the entire film. Because if you know what, like if you've seen a miner's gear, they have like a ventilation tube that like runs off their mask. She straight up handy job. She gives it a stroke. She a couple gives it a quick old jerkin. Yeah. And my thought is, so the finishing goes back up into his mask, into Has his mouth, to. like his Has own to. mouth. Yeah, this so. is a real succession moment for those of you who watch succession. Snowballing. We talked yes. about snowballing when we didn't we, even know what the term meant, or I didn't personally. Well, it's not. I don't think it's necessarily snowballing since that would be that oh, someone sure. jerks off into someone's mouth and they spit it back into the person who right. jerked off in their mouth. You know, right. it's like a back and forth. This is just someone jerking off into their own mouth. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, a, you know, and it's funny. I actually went back going through and I, I altered the way that my list went. Cause I was like, I, there's just too many clips of me talking about people coming. Yeah, no show that. I mean, that's true. Well, Patrick, uh, number two for you. I'm, I'm curious. We're ranking them down. Number two, where, where do you think, uh, I'm curious. What is number two for you? Number two for me was actually the, I think to this day, the most surprising mm-hmm. movie that we've covered. In in the way that going into the movie, like my initial thoughts of this movie, watching like a brief trailer and like an overview, I walked in confident, so confident that I was just going to be so livid on the podcast and yell at you for making me watch this fucking garbage film. And I loved Demonic Toys. I still like... I think about that movie so many times and like some of the characters in that movie, like my girl, baby oopsie daisy. I it's so it is like what, what toy story hoped to be, I think. Uh, and I just, I, I really love it. So let's, let's listen to a little bit of that one. Uh, this would be a tough one to kind of uh, talk through alone. So I'm glad I'm able to be here for you. Well, I Hiya, fat that. fucks. I'm baby oopsie daisy. You lard ass. Will you be my special friend? I can walk. I can talk. I can even shit my pants. Can you shit your pants? Holy shit. Back from the grave. Baby oopsie daisy or the possessed body of Patrick Schweigert. He's back, guys. Hey, you motherfuckers. That was one of my favorite intros to any episode we've done so far. I mean, because the elephant in the room needs to be addressed. 
That's a really fucking good baby oopsie daisy impression. Oh no, dude, that baby oopsie daisy is literally spot on. Like it's it's probably my best impression, which shocks me and maybe disappoints me, but man, the the one liners in that movie, the few movies that we've covered can can go blow for blow with the one liners of demonic toys, and that's one of them. When baby oopsie daisy introduces herself. That's very accurate. And it's like Patrick says, part of the full moon cinematic universe, something we will be continuing. Oh yeah. In in year two of STC. Cayman. Yes, sir. What's your, what's your number two? Uh, My number two actually stars none other than Rutger hour. Or Uh, it was Nutger hour. Nutger hour. This look, I personally, I fucking love split second. Uh, Split Second is one of my favorite trash cinema films. It is so batshit crazy on so many different levels. It talks about global warming. That's like the main premise of the show for some, or the episode of the movie for some reason. Um, and it's just, and also Rutger Hour is like at his maximum unhinged through the entire film. And I, I love it. I've, <laughs> so yeah. And it stars Mimir from God of War for our video game uh, nuts out there. That is true, yeah. And we also had the the insurmountable um, Jeremiah Hobbs on it, yep. so can't go wrong there. Why don't we give the audience a little taste of what that sounds like? He watched a stripper do a booby dance, and then he climaxes, <laughs> and then a woman screams off screen. <laughs> what? And he climaxes? To, yeah, did you guess not get that part where he comes? Uh, so like I where- said... Sure, sure, go ahead. Detective Harley Stone watches a stripper do a booby dance. He mm-hmm. then comes his leather pants. A woman <laughs> screams. I don't understand. What you did you did we not watch the same movie, guys? I really don't think that happened. <laughs> I don't I, really I don't know. Don't remember this in the movie. I don't, well, I don't remember him coming in his pants, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> Go back and watch the. Apparently, you guys are watching this movie. <laughs> that is my favorite moment of the entire year. <laughs> and honestly, this, this, I think this clip is like the heart of this podcast for me because I really did not like that movie. Like, I did not have a good time watching it. I we don't agree on the quality of that movie, but that is probably the most fun episode of the entire year for me because we were crying laughing yeah. basically the whole episode. And I think that's like the magic of this for me personally, because even though like I might walk away from a movie fucking mad, but I know that when we record, I'm going to end up changing a lot of my opinions because of how fun the recording is. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, it's that one movie in particular, like, and especially that episode was just absolutely off the wall. So I, I, I think the only other movie that we've had that was, has gone so far off rails was potentially doll man versus demonic toys. Yeah. But in that movie, I was blackout drunk when doing the recording. And I attribute a lot of that to, to that moment. There was a lot of fuck yous that yep. <laughs> went down. Yeah, that, that was an angry episode from you. Yeah, which is rare on this show. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Split Second is, is, is that episode so fucking good. And that, I personally love that movie. So, I mean, I would recommend go watch it and then listen to the episode or just listen to the episode. It's so, so funny. Yeah. Now, Patrick, we're, we're coming down to our number ones, which is terrifying, honestly. Oh, yeah. that we have number one films from this show so yeah. your number one film from year one in stc so even though i think demonic toys is my favorite experience of watching a movie for this podcast i think the best movie you know dollars to donuts stem to stern pound for pound the best movie we watched i think is the slumber party massacre with friend of the show alex austin that was one of those ones where walking away from it, I was like, almost in a way, I'm like, in what way is this trash cinema? Because this movie is fucking really fucking good. Like it is just a really good horror movie. And it like tackles some really interesting social commentary. Like there's a lot of nuance in the film, Um, but it checks boxes for being for for counting as part of the genre and so yeah that i think it's the in my opinion it is the best movie that we've watched uh this year for the podcast i like that 
I like that response. And I think that it is to just kind of answer some of those questions, like definitely check out the episode, but like, this is the only film I think we covered so far on SDC that is a, this is a feminist horror film. And we were so lucky to have Alex Austin to come onto the show with us to cover it. Um, Cause she brought in some like really good insight on some aspects that I don't think either one of us would be able to appropriately cover. Sure. And so I think like, and that's, what's awesome. I think too, about STC is the diversity that we've had in terms of people who've come on the show. And uh, I think it's great. And I think, uh, why don't you know, plug it. Let's let's, let's let them know why we think that. Yeah. After the girl walks back inside, the neighbor gets a nice drilling from behind. Come on, came in <laughs> by the killer. <laughs> with an actual drill get your heads out of the gutters guys come on this is this is not sexual i promise love is love love is love thank you and <laughs> not love well, i mean love is love but not love if you're literally getting drilled from behind with an actual power drill and you are dying i don't i okay you know what there are some, some kinks people out express there. I'm not themselves in different ways <laughs> yeah who are you to tell me what love looks like yeah, so uh, we found out a lot during that episode we sure about did. what love is and and what it isn't. And yeah. then I found out that I was kink shaming, so it's not a good place to be in. But you know what? I'll 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 wear that badge, yeah, as my scarlet letter that I did in fact kink shame people who murder for to get off. Yeah. So know? so here's my question. Sure. What movie are you giving the badge? See what I did there? Of mm. Cayman's number one film from this year. Oh, man. So my number one film, and this shouldn't be surprising based on my absolute unadulterated love of Linnea Quigley. Mm. Oh, I and thought you were Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my, my love of Linnea Quigley stands strong. She is the queen of trash cinema, and I think Patrick has learned that over the course of one year and that she's going to show up a lot more in year two. Yeah. Uh, but my number one film that I chose uh, for STC in year one is none other than Hollywood chainsaw hookers. She fixes him a drink and puts on some music. Then immediately gets naked full frontal. We're not even five minutes into this movie. 14 nope. seconds from when she turned the album on. I, I timed it 14 seconds. <laughs> till she took her top off 31 seconds till she was fully naked. I mean, music you know, does stranger things. That's honestly, that's like faster than I could potentially ever try to get naked because I'm just like a fat piece of shit and trying to take my <laughs> pants off is like the hardest activity that I have to do in my day-to-day life. Sure. How did you get to adulthood? That's a good question. I love that movie so much. And Patrick, I don't think you were as high on it. Um, I just... I, I liked I, aspects of it for sure, but yeah, I wasn't as high on it as you. One, it's it's really... It's Linnea Quigley's probably the film, for, at least in my opinion, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers is the Linnea Quigley film that like is the most Linnea Quigley film. She's in almost the entirety of the film. It's, and it's such a weird, like you really have to see it to, to understand, but like the whole film is, is done as like a film noir. So you have, I love that about it. Have like a private detective who's narrating the entire film. It's very campy. Uh, Linnea Quigley is amazing in it. And then the film ends with the double chainsaw dance of the Virgin, which is one of the wildest things it also has uh, Gunnar Hansen from uh, Texas. He's the original Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's in the film. He apparently plays an Egyptian man. It is wild as hell. And uh, honestly, I had so much. This is just a movie I love. And I had so much fun recording it with you. Uh, the other voice you heard on that clip is uh, Bennett Thompson, who does all of the minisodes with me. Yeah. And um, just such a just a wonderful time. And I think for me in particular, it really I think that movie summarizes what trash cinema is it's fun it's campy it's weird it's dumb yeah but it's enjoyable and it's got some titties it's got a lot of nudity so yeah. just a heads up yeah that's a lot of trash here's, here's my question how in what way what is the pathway in 2023 mm. came in to get Linnea quigley on the podcast I, you know, that's something she doesn't do conventions really either. And so like, I don't know, like I've, uh, if I can just email her, find her email somewhere. Honestly, that probably might be the way that we do it. And, um, 
yeah, I, I love uh, I love the idea of having her on. I think that that would be the, the honestly, I think the show gets canceled after that. We, like, should, we have oh, to sure. quit the show. That's where sure. we peak, right? I'm, I I just think if we cut a little Lene Quigley compilation, a little Quig palation, that didn't work as well as another one, send it to her so that she knows how much we love her. She might say yes. She might indeed say yes. But guys, that, that brings us to the big finale. And the, the question that's asked is, what's next for STC in year two? And while we don't want to give away all of our secrets, what we can say is that we're due for another big year with new movies, dumber jokes, and potentially even new types of episodes. We listen to your feedback and will be working towards getting more interviews, more trasher pass, and more historical deep dives into some of our, some, into some of our favorite genres and series through our trash talk um, series of episodes. But that's not all. We'd like to share one more big announcement with you. As everyone who is a fan of STC knows, we are a massive fan of Jeremiah fucking Hobbs, who you can check out on episodes like Split Second, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Demonic Toys, April Fool's Day, etc. He's going to be one of our favorite guest hosts and one of our closest friends. So it was only natural that we give him the spotlight that he deserves and let him take the reins on a new project known as Spotlight TV. Now, Patrick, why don't you give the audience a little bit of an explanation of like what they can expect from Spotlight TV going forward? Yes, I'm really excited about Spotlight TV. So it, for those of our listeners that also listen to Spotlight Games, a few episodes ago I had talked about, because, um, you know, I'm a big Last of Us fan. Uh, and as of recording, next a week from today, as of release a few days from now, The Last of Us show drops on HBO. And I talked about um, on that podcast that I was thro- throwing around the idea of starting kind of a side project simply to review the last of us on HBO and every week deep dive into the episode, talk about it, what worked, what didn't, uh, you know, it kind of similar to, to the safe trash cinema episodes, but we wouldn't do probably not like a, a plot recap of it. And coincidentally, the same day that we recorded that. So not even the same day that it was released the same day we recorded it, Jeremiah texted me and was like, Hey, I have this idea. And I want to run it by you and Cayman. I want to do a podcast under your umbrella. So whether it's Safe Trash Cinema Spotlight, both of them combined, we can figure out like naming stuff later. I want to do a show that is TV centric. I'll run it. You guys can be on it whenever you'd like. And essentially it is like seasoned off with shows. So the first one I want to do in the words of Jeremiah is The Last of Us. That'll be a nice connection to Spotlight Games. I know both of you are big fans of the game. It'll be like a, a good way to kind of ease me in to the, the to the hosting uh, thing. And I was like, Jeremiah, were you weren't watching our live podcast, were you? He was like, No, I'm way too busy to watch your live bullshit. He didn't actually do that. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he did. That. I wouldn't be shocked. And I was like, I literally just talked about like an hour ago how I want to do a, another podcast specifically for The Last of Us. So I think this is already it's a good idea because I had kind of the idea too. So if I if I had the idea, it's a great idea, came in, which I always say. And so Jeremiah has been stewing on it, and he he had some great ideas. And so Spotlight TV is now a thing, and it's going to be um, uh, first episode is going to be this week, tomorrow. In fact, came in. Mm. Oh, indeed, indeed. Well, why don't we just go ahead? And give them a little teaser of what that sounds like. Hello, my name is Jeremiah Hobbs. Please join me as we fire up another spotlight to explore some of our favorite TV shows of 2023. I'm going to be bringing in a rotating group of hosts and guests to deep dive shows like Andor, Succession, Secret Invasion, as well as listener recommended one-offs. I'm ready to talk Bachelor. I'm ready to chat British Bake Off. If you have a favorite CNN host, let's talk about them. We're starting in January with the highly anticipated adaptation of The Last of Us, developed by Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin and starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Is this podcast an excuse for our spouses to have an hour off from listening to us spout off about shows we like? 
absolutely. But that's not going to deter us from making big, bold conspiracy theories and unproductive lists. Keith, you're welcome here. Everyone else, you're welcome too. Join us. So that's it. The first episode of Spotlight TV will launch January 11th, and we will be releasing those episodes every Wednesday. We'll be launching the first episode on the STC and Spotlight Games feeds as well. So please join us in supporting Jeremiah and all of the fun shit going down on our new series. We want to finish this off, though, by letting all of you know that we love you all very much. We'll continue to strive to make everything we do the best it can be. All of our shows are major passion projects. And for us, we make no money doing it. And while that's fine and dandy, it's always nice to hear your feedback, good and bad, so we can continue to get better and can continue to make quality shows for everyone to enjoy. We couldn't possibly do it without you, and we look forward to making your week as trashy as possible. Ooh, I like that. Also, to add on to that, just a quick little extra. You mentioned we love to hear the feedback. We also love when you spread the word. Tell, yeah. tell a friend about it. Don't tell Keith, but tell a friend about it. That Because, yeah, we I think this show is a ton of fun. So tell people. Tell people about our show so we can get so we can infect more minds with our bullshit. I agree. And to toast to year two of STC, let's do one more final shot for our audience. So if you want to pull back over on the side of the road and get mm. your, your glove compartment liquor out, yep. and you want to take one more swig with us, yep. do so. We love you guys so much and everything you do. So this shot is to you and to one more year of STC and making – just the worst possible episodes <laughs> a reality. Mm. That wasn't mm. a shot, Cayman. That was half a bottle. Well, you well. go big or go home, right? And once again, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, share the hell of it with your friends, loved ones, and worst of enemies. Honestly, word of mouth is key here, and we aren't beggars. Also, fuck Keith. If you're interested in video games, check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, on all of your favorite streaming services. We also have a YouTube channel that we've now segmented each portion of the episodes out. So if there's a particular topic you want to hear from those episodes, you can find them on YouTube as their own shortened version of the video. We are also on Twitch. And we release episodes, we're not release episodes, we're live every day. Tuesday, well not every day, I guess it's just Tuesday. That it's, shot is really hitting you right now. <laughs> everything's we're just fucking going off rails. This episode was great until now. We're live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, so come and check us out there. Be part of the audience. Enjoy those shows. We have so much fun doing it. In the meantime, you can follow me at Kid Cayman. Patrick, where can they follow you? They can follow me at Patrick Schwag, and we will be announcing soon whatever the Spotlight TV socials are. We haven't locked those down yet, so keep keep your ear out for that. All right, and you can follow our sister podcast at Spot Games Pod on Twitter and, and at Spot Games Pod on Instagram. Once again, you can follow STC at Save Trash Cinema on all socials. Thank you for being part of year one with STC with us. Once again, we love you guys so much, and we do this for you. Also remember fight big box office save trash cinema